What's good, y'all? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Mind of Reese podcast. Today, we will be reviewing Power, Book 2, Ghost, Episode 5, titled The Gift of the Magi. It's Tariq's 18th birthday, but there's no cause for celebration or time. Sax brings some news that could blow up Tasha's case. Tariq is concerned that Brayden's button relationship can put their business in danger. Uh... Definitely dive into some stuff this episode. There's a few points that I'm going to go back to that I uh, touched on in the last episode that was followed up in this one. But uh, not going to lie, it was pretty much a lackluster mid-season finale. But uh, a lot of things were set up for the upcoming episode. So uh definitely look forward to that. And uh, I'm going to get right back with y'all. Alright y'all, so we're about to get into this episode Uh, This episode was cool Uh, I wasn't really expecting much I figured there might be a twist or two Uh, Not much happened, just a regular run-of-the-mill episode from this season so far To be honest, um, I was kind of nervous about these uh, power spinoffs But this, uh, so far... This one has been solid, even though it's only been five episodes. Um, considering we're at the mid-season point already, I'm assuming there's probably going to be about 13 total, maybe. Or maybe they'll do 10. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be the norm for the spinoffs going forward, but I like it. It's quick and to the point. No need to drag it on for 20-something episodes. Uh, not much of a story to tell. they to even be 20 something episodes but uh yeah this uh this has surprised me so if any of the other spinoffs or anything like this i believe there's a it's gonna be one about kane and tommy and i believe the other one is about rashad tate so power's building their own little universe the uh the ptu power television universe uh but this episode started off with um we see Tasha, Tariq, uh, Tasha's mom, and um what's the uh what's their youngest daughter, the one that's always disappearing and just magically became like thirteen out of nowhere in two years. Uh can't remember her name, but they're all at the table, uh singing happy birthday to Tariq. Sorry, singing happy birthday to Tariq. This episode is uh I think it happens on Tariq's birthday or around Tariq's birthday. Uh, they're singing happy birthday to him in Tasha's old apartment. And I'm like, okay, this is obviously a dream sequence. Like, they let her go to the funeral, but they're not about to let her go home to celebrate her son's birthday. Not that I know of. And I felt the dream sequence was pretty unnecessary. Uh, we end up hearing a knock at the door. And I thought it was about to be a sequence where, you know, the feds come take her away and then she wakes up but it's Raina big head ass at the door so uh, she's talking and she's like oh am I late you know mom why you acting all weird and she like oh my god I wasn't there for you I wasn't feeling none of that shit could have left that shit out completely to be honest so after that opening scene uh, Tasha wakes up and she's back in prison 
And then we see uh, a scene between Sax and Tamika. Sax goes to visit Tamika and ask her not to take the uh, stand, not to testify in court because it could screw his life up. And he already knows, she knows too much. She knows too much about Sax in this whole case. She knows that Tasha isn't the queen pen. She worked on the case where they uh, were trying to convict ghosts. So obviously anything, mostly anything she goes up there and says, uh, can't, I'm not, not sorry, can't, won't help Sax and his team in any way. Because the difference is she has no motive for Sax to lose. She's indifferent. She doesn't really care. So, but Sax also leaks, which is stupid. He leaks that Tariq saw him at Truth the night that uh, Ghost was murdered. And Tamika is also asking him not to do this, to throw the case away. And he's saying, I can't. But he's not telling her why he can't. Obviously, because if he says the DNC is making me do this, she can also mention that in court when she takes the stand. And Tamika is by the law. Tamika is by the books. She's the exact opposite of sex. So she is definitely going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth when she's on that stand. Uh, Tamika says she's doing it anyway. She doesn't give a fuck about Sax's life. It's not about his life. She doesn't want someone innocent to go to jail. Uh, to be honest, they could possibly even give her the needle. But after that, uh, we see Tariq. I believe he's leaving school. And uh, he gets a call from Tasha telling him happy birthday. And uh, <clears throat> he's walking to the car. Kane is picking him up, taking him to Monet's house. And while they're in the car, uh, they pull up to Monet's house. And, of course, you see... Ramirez leaving. He's leaving because Monet just kicked his ass out. Monet just had a talk with Diana about uh, <laughs> using her advantages as a woman. Sorry, I got interrupted there for a second, but uh, using her advantages as a woman to mainly as far as Tariq to get what she wants. And it's not just in terms of giving a man sex. And she kind of demonstrates that with Ramirez. I thought the scene was not pointless because it comes back later in the episode. But when it comes back, it's not even executed because she fucking fails, which we'll get to. But she says, uh, you give them what they want, then you take it away. Ramirez comes to see Monet and she says, uh, he says, why are you playing? Because she won't open the door. She says, that's your problem. You always think I'm fucking playing. You think everything's a game. Whatever the fuck she said. She said, you don't respect my boundaries. You're popping up at my place all different times a day. Like, I ain't got a business to run. And she basically had the nigga by the balls and just hold him. Kane and Tariq see him leaving. And Tariq's questioning why a dirty-ass cop is coming to the place in broad daylight. They can easily get caught up. Kane clearly doesn't like the shit. Tariq's questioning him about it. Uh... After a while, Kane just blows him off. They go into the crib, and Kane just kind of explodes on Monet. Now, uh, it's still his mom, and she didn't seem to care that he was talking to her the way he was. She seemed to care that he may eventually say something he'll regret. If that was me, I'd have had 
my goddamn head knocked between the air conditioner and the windowsill, nigga. Like, anyway, uh, he said, you always talking about family first or his family business. Basically, uh, this Kane and Ramirez thing is going to be an issue. I see this blowing up uh, in the second half of the season for sure. Uh, this Ramirez thing is not over. It's going to come back. Uh, I think they're definitely going to bump heads eventually. Ramirez is probably going to do some stupid shit that's going to get him killed, uh, unfortunately. I mean, not really unfortunate. unfortunately because he's going to die, but I don't really give a shit about Ramirez. But um, Tariq has to leave. Uh, he's asked to... I forgot who texted him. Who texted Tariq? I can't remember. Uh, someone texted Tariq. And he had to go. And, uh, no, it was Sax. Sax had to meet with him. Because, uh, they sat in the car. And Sax, uh, mentioned to Tariq that Tamika now knows that he saw him at Truth that night. <clears throat> Which I still don't understand why Sax told her that. But he also says that now that she knows that, she can call Tariq to the stand. Once she cross-examines Tariq, all of this is over. This whole thing is going to blow up. You saw the way Tasha fucking froze on the stand when Tamika cross-examined her. And Tariq is going to do much worse. So uh, Tariq ends up leaving. And he's talking to Tasha on the phone. Because Sax also mentioned to Tasha... I meant not to Tasha. Sax also mentioned to Tariq that the reason Tasha fired Tamika was because Tamika was under the presumption that she was protecting Tariq. Tamika already has an idea that maybe Tariq is the one who killed Ghost or at least had much to do with something that happened that night. And Tariq calls Tasha and mentions this. And, uh... Tariq also mentions to Tasha that he saw Sax that night. And she asks, why didn't you mention this? He was like, I was doing it to protect you. And she says, you sound just like Ghost. Like, in the way he was lying, he sounded exactly like that motherfucker. But Tasha ends the phone call by saying she's calling the shots now. That's okay. Tasha calling any kind of shots is bullshit. But we're going to get back to the shots that Tasha's calling. Anyway, uh, Sax leaves there to meet with his niece, Riley, who we met in the last episode. Um, because clearly he wants more information on Tariq. Like, why is Tariq able to pay for the best defense attorney in New York? His mom is in jail. And he's just living, he has no money. He shouldn't anyway. Uh, he doesn't want her to directly ask Tariq any questions. Don't talk to Tariq. You know, it could, because he could then get in trouble for that. Sax is known for getting caught doing sneaky shit. This is technically illegal. So he says, observe and report. Obviously, she doesn't fucking listen, which we'll get back to. But on to the next. Uh, Tasha meets with Davis. Tasha meets with Davis, and she wants Davis to ask Tamika to not take the stand because of the information that she's just been presented by her son. So David says no, period. And he doesn't want to hear anything. David says that's bullshit. He says, you want to go home or not? That's the end of it. I guess she wasn't going to fire Davis like she did Tariq. I mean, uh, Tamika can't do both. That's going to get kind of suspicious. But uh, 
all of this is going really linear because then Tariq leaves there. He goes to class. He's late. Why is he late? Because he had to meet with Monet. Then he had to meet with Sachs. And uh, he had a 15-page paper due. Now Professor Reynolds says it's 25. That's rough. But uh, after that, after class, Professor Reynolds has a talk with Tariq, telling him uh, basically he's trying to motivate him, and I guess he feels responsible for Tariq. Tariq kind of goes off on him and said, I had a fucking dad. I don't need you. Stay out of my business. Stop worrying about me, nigga. So after that, uh, oh, yeah. How did I forget? Mm, how did I forget to mention this? When Tariq went to meet Monet, when Kane took him to meet Monet, she asked about Drew, about the paint, about, about the drawing that she found in Drew's bag in the last episode. I was more so curious about whether she was wondering if he was gay or not. Obviously, she already knows because <clears throat> when he when she asked, Tariq said, I don't know who this is. I don't know who this person is. I'm too busy doing my own work and Zeke's work and working for you to even hang around a bunch of people. So he didn't know who it was. That's what he told her. He was lying. He then went back to Drew and told Drew that she questioned him. Drew told her, told him that she was testing him. But Tariq was wondering if she was questioned about him being gay. And Drew said, nah, nigga, my whole family know. It ain't no secret. So that's something that I mentioned in the last episode. I wonder if that was going to be a dynamic. It's not. But his sexuality is a dynamic in this episode, which we'll get to later on. So uh, Tariq has shown loyalty to Drew in that aspect. Uh, I guess they're forming a little bond. Not something deep, but business-wise, I think. Tariq may trust Drew out of all of them the most. But uh, after they're done meeting, Drew just tells Tariq, hey, look out for yourself. He said uh, she thinks you're, one, you're part of the family now, and that can be a gift or a curse. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, Monet is talking to Diana in the next scene. And she's telling her, Tariq lied to me about the uh, picture that Drew drew. Drew drew. Wow. Okay. Drew had drawn. So he even said that you could question Zeke about it. Sent me to question Zeke about it. Diana says that proves he has some loyalty to Drew, which can be an issue. And she also says, Monet also says that Kane and Tariq can't get along. So when it comes to getting information on Tariq and how he's running the business and whether we need to cut him off or not, she's counting on Diana. The thing is, Diana and Tariq kind of have a connection. But Tariq's not stupid. Tariq knows when Monet is sending Diana for shit. And Diana is terrible at hiding it. Every single time. So uh, after we move away from that, we see Professor Reynolds, who um, is at, I guess, a coffee shop. And he's meeting with somebody. This is a character we haven't seen before. I'm guessing it's like his agent or someone he sends his, uh, his I don't know how book publishing goes, but this person basically... Is publishing the books or he manages Professor Reynolds. So he's basically telling them like, look, you can't come to me with no shit like you did last time with this bullshit book. Or we're going to have to cut you off because he's in the high ups now. He's managing white people that he don't want a bad look on him. And I guess uh, Professor Reynolds took offense to it because they're supposed to be brothers. They came up together. They made money together. According to that guy, they came out the trenches together, whatever. 
uh, Tariq then pulls up to the coffee shop to um, apologize for going off on him early and being late. Tells him he's going to be on time more now. He gives him the 25-page paper. Professor Reynolds is impressed. Not sure where the fuck that's going because as soon as he leaves the coffee shop, he's on the phone talking to someone else. We don't even follow up on that. Not sure what the point of that was. But um, Tasha... <laughs> fucking Tasha. Tasha sends Tariq to talk to Tamika and ask her not to take the stand. And Tariq's like, she won't listen. And Tasha, who's already on trial for taking the fall for her son who murdered his father who has clearly stated she does not want her son to go to jail then encourages her son to and I quote make her listen you don't want your son in jail yet you send your son to use force on an attorney Yo, this is why I said Tasha shouldn't be calling any fucking shots, bro. This is why she's in. This is why she's stupid. This is why she's in prison now. This is why her plan failed when she tried to frame old boy when Ghost got murdered. Come on, bro. Like, anyway. Uh, after that, Tariq goes to visit her, and uh, he's trying to convince her, but she's not listening. And she said, uh. He said, I need you to not take the stand. I think he mentioned something along the lines of him seeing Sax. She already knows that. He said, because I don't think Sax killed my father. And she looks him dead in the eyes and she said, I don't think he did either. And he starts to reach for his gun when there's a knock at the door and it's, um, it's Davis. Davis comes, she's tried to, she tries to send Davis away, but it's not working because she's a fucking bad liar, which is probably why she always tells the truth on the stand. So Tariq sneaks away, but Davis gets in and, uh, and Tamika then, we don't see it, it happens off screen, but Tamika then proceeds to tell Davis about Tariq seeing sex at truth. So, uh, Tariq leaves and he gets a text from Brayden. Brayden is trying to throw hold up yeah Brayden's trying to throw Tariq a party for his birthday at the uh, frat house They were, he was out buying liquor earlier with Riley who is Sax's niece if you didn't remember and uh, Riley is constantly questioning him about Tariq where he goes why is he never there Brayden says I mean he does his work but as far as campus he's never on campus Riley obviously relays this information back to Sax uh so Brayden texts Tariq and says, yo, get to the frat house ASAP or whatever. So uh Yeah, he gets there, he doesn't know it's a party. It's a surprise party. And uh So uh yeah, then Tasha calls Davis's office and says that she would like to take a plea deal after telling Tariq, you know, go live your life, go be a teenager, go live go enjoy college. I got this. So uh, after that, we see Tariq show up to um, show up to his party and he shows up to the party. Zeke shows up. Drew shows up. And uh, then Diana shows up, obviously, because Monet sent her. And uh, 
Diana, Zeke had some chicks show up for Tariq because that's what Brayden wanted. Was trying to get him laid, trying to get him some pussy. All these girls show up. Here come Diana, cock blocking ass, running the girls off. Okay, we get it. Then she's like, hey, Tariq, I wish you'd have told me it was your birthday. I'd have bought you a gift. Oh, so you're not going to get me a drink? Bitch, you just got there. The nigga done said like five words. You asking all these fucking questions. Damn. Shut the fuck up. Oh, she pressing up way too hard, bro. Tariq giving her the coldest cold shoulder ever because he knows why she's there. So Drew runs across his friend that he met in Tariq's art class. And the dude shrugs him off like, yeah, what's up, bro? Obviously, this dude's in the closet. Guess makes sense. He's on the basketball team. He probably doesn't feel comfortable letting people know that. But Drew ain't for it. They both run off. Uh, Tariq sees it. He tries to use that to say, hey, maybe we should go look for Drew. While Diana is still trying to press up. So uh, we then see uh, Professor Reynolds still struggling trying to write his new book instead he's in there shopping for shoes the nikes he was looking at was ugly as fuck but professor milgram walks in and he's trying to flirt and use her as motivation and get her back and she's just like no like you can't you can't write about me you wrote about me before use something else find other motivation you're not going to continue to use me as motivation for your material that's not what she says but that's how it comes off uh we go back to the party and Lauren shows up looking. Mm. Anyway, Lauren shows up and uh, Lauren shows up and Brayden runs over to Tariq. He's like, yo, she showed up. I didn't even know. Lauren walks over to Tariq. Tariq is there with Diana. They all meet. And uh, he's like, who's this? He was like, this is Diana. Lauren obviously recognizes the name from seeing his phone in the last episode. And uh, she's like, oh, Diana, a little shady like he was like, yeah, well, he introduced her. He said, yeah, this is Zeke's little cousin, Diana. And Diana gave him the look like, nigga, what? <laughs> Yo, he owed the fuck out Diana this episode, bro. That shit was wild. So he was like, yeah, can we go talk in private? Puts his arm around Lauren, walks off. Diana sitting there looking stupid. Her plan has failed. Uh, she's not Monet. She doesn't know. She she doesn't know how to do this yet. She pressed up way too hard. So, uh, Riley is still trying to get information out of Brayden about Tariq. And he's like, yo, why the fuck are you always asking about Tariq? Chill the fuck out. I don't want to hear shit else. So she goes and tries to drug the motherfucker to get information. But it backfires because she gives the cup to Brayden and Brayden then gives the cup to Tariq. He starts drinking it when he walks off with Lauren. This, the whole Saks family is fucking stupid. But Zeke then leaves the party. And I'm not sure how they came across each other, but he meets Professor Milgram in, I guess, a coffee shop. Who fucking knows? I guess they left coffee shops here. Or maybe it's one on campus. But uh, they're talking, talking about his life and how... Uh, a lot of women just really want to use him as a come up because they see that he's a basketball player and uh, he doesn't really get to talk to his mom about stuff because he left when he was younger and moved in with his aunt. His aunt really doesn't talk to him about shit because she just wants him to focus on making the NBA. Uh, his dad was never in his life. And uh, as they're talking, 
Professor Reynolds is constantly calling Professor Milgram's phone. And she's constantly sending this nigga to the voicemail. Uh, so we then see Tariq, who is with Lauren. And he's drunk, pressing up. So uh, Lauren's like, nah, I don't want it to be like this. And then leaves because this nigga passes out. And while he's passed out, Lauren leaves. Riley comes in because Riley saw the cup in Tariq's hand. She knows that he's drinking the drugged alcohol, the spiked alcohol, whatever. She goes in and uh, takes a picture or whatever with Tariq's phone. She she has she has his location. She she knows where he is. It's fucking illegal. But uh, after that. Uh, Tariq eventually wakes up because he sees what he's doing. He's like, yo, you're fucking annoying. She ends up leaving. Brayton's brother ends up coming in the room and puts Tariq out. Tariq is leaving the party. He kind of yells at Brayton because he said he didn't want a fucking party. Then he's uh, on the front step where he sees Diana. And he's like, uh, why you out here alone? And she's like, minded my damn business. Whatever. So he's sitting down and Diana dumbass spots the gun in Tariq's bag. Her dumbass takes it. For what reason, I do not know. But then Tariq leaves. Uh, we find out that Tariq has left. We'll find out. I'll get back to that. Let's get to Zeke. My man Zeke. GTD. Got the draws, dog. My nigga Zeke got the... Hey, Professor Morgan fine ass. That's, I'm pretty sure this is going to come back eventually. Now I'm starting to see where this there's about to be a uh, there's about to be an issue here with Zeke, Professor Reynolds, and Professor Milgram because Zeke seemed like the type to not keep his mouth shut. But uh, we then see Professor Reynolds in his in his office typing up a paper. But before he's typing up that paper, he's reading Tariq's paper. He then reads Tariq's paper again. He then starts to type Tariq's material from the paper he presented to him into his computer. This nigga plagiarizing, dog. I hope this shit come back on him. I know this shit gonna come back on him. This nigga plagiarizing. I knew he was a whole-ass nigga. I knew he was a whole-ass nigga from the first episode we seen this nigga in. I never liked this nigga and his beard bullshit. Anyway, uh... Tariq goes all the way home to put on a black suit, which we don't see this initially. We just see him show up to the gravesite, but we find out, obviously, he had to go home and put it on. He puts on a black suit, goes to Raina's gravesite. He's talking about how uh, he thought killing Ray Ray would make him feel better, but it doesn't because it can't bring her back. Vengeance is never going to bring someone back. He then walks over to his dad's grave and starts talking about how... Uh, Dad is the reason that Ma's in the situation he's in now. He was in the way. Uh, and Tariq says, you were in the way. I had to do it. And while he's saying that, Sax is recording because Riley called Sax and told him that she drugged him, but then said, then gave Sax the location. Sax knows he's at the gravesite. Gets there just in time to record that information, which is definitely going to come back later. But Tariq also says that you're the only person 
who understands why I did what I did. He didn't say that verbatim, but that's I'm paraphrasing, which is kind of heavy because like obviously he didn't like his father, but it can't be easy holding on to that weight of, hey, I murdered my dad. And the only person who understands why I did what I did is my dad. That's uh, that's kind of tough. I hope we come back to that. I like deeper shit like that when we're dealing with Tariq. We've been dealing with a lot of deeper shit with Tariq this series, and I like it because the Tariq and the regular power, I couldn't stand this nigga. Um, after that, uh, we see Tariq who wakes up the next morning pretty fucked up. And Brayton is pissed at him because he feels he's ungrateful. Brayton's like, yo, I don't even know what you got going on. He said, I can't tell you what's going on because if I do and the cops snatch me up, they're going to be the first one you question. And Brayton says, how the fuck am I going to protect you and ask these questions if I don't even know why the fuck I'm being questioned? So Tariq lets Brayton know about the business with Monet. He just mentions uh, Monet and Lorenzo, then mentions the kids, Drew, Kane and Diana. He said, Drew is the only one you need to worry about. I meant not Drew. Kane is the only one you need to worry about. That's the shooter. He also mentions that Zeke has to know nothing about this. Zeke can't know about this at all. So uh, now Brayton is in on this situation. I think that's a good idea. I don't think Brayton's a snitch. I don't think Brayton is going to fold on him or anything like that. Uh, we see Diana and Monet. And she says, uh, no, nah, I didn't get any information out of him. Monet says you pressed up too hard exactly but uh, she then presents the gun to Diana and to Monet and says but I got the last laugh look at this nigga look what I got found this nigga's backpack but she says of course he had a piece on him like wh why wouldn't he he sells drugs why would he not carry a gun she's so dumb dog she sends her to our room or whatever so uh after that, we see that Trace, I believe his name is Trace, Brayton's brother, is stealing their product from the uh, the little fireplace uh, place that they had it. Bruh, this is definitely going to cause some issues. It's going to cause some issues with them. It's going to cause some issues. Yo, what if Tariq has to take Trace out? I don't think that's going to happen, but you have to confront him eventually. Only three people know about that place. And I'm pretty sure I think Brayden mentioned to Tariq that Trace knows about it because Trace used to use it. He's stealing that product. If he's short on product, he's going to be short on money. Monet doesn't want him short on money. That's going to cause an issue. That's going to cause a big issue. Uh, then we see that uh, Tariq has to meet with Monet again. And... um. He brings up, she brings up why you lied to me about Drew. He says something about the lay of the land. I really like this line and I wish I could remember it. But Jesus Christ, oh God. And then uh, he says, which one of my kids can I trust the most? Tariq looks over at Cain, who's standing right next to him. Looks at Monet and says, me. She daps him up and says, my nigga. And I'm like, what the fuck? So he, she says, uh, what you thinking running around here ass naked? Like with no peace. So she tells Cain to give Tariq his burner. And he's like, what? Little nigga probably don't even know why I use it. Cain not feeling this shit. There's definitely going to be some animosity between Cain, Monet, and Tariq. Because Tariq is stepping up. 
she's about to start trusting Tariq a lot more now. She's initiating him into the family. She says, you'll always have a home here. Shit like that. I'm telling you, I would be shocked if this season we don't see an issue between Kane and Tariq. Where Kane is feeling like Tariq is taking his place. And Kane might try to take Tariq out. It's probably going to backfire on him. Tariq's the star of the fucking show. So, uh, after that, we saw that uh, Tim Davis goes to visit Saks. It says that he got Tamika to stop from testifying. But he also wants Saks to throw the case out. Because he can prove that uh, Saks has motive. Because of Tariq seeing him at truth. But Saks also knows that Tasha uh, wants a plea deal. But he then shows Davis the video of Tariq not admitting because, I mean, it's not a full admission. But he says, you were in the way I had to do it. That could mean anything, but obviously you could use that as some sort of evidence because Sax says, yeah, but now that I have this, I know what to look for and I'll find it. So now Davis and Sax are trying to work together. They said, how can we work together in the benefit of justice, so to speak? They said, we know that Tasha is not the queen pin. Okay, cool. He says something along the lines of, uh, we go to trial. We then call, basically it's, uh, we then call Tariq to the stand. They'll cross-examine Tariq. They'll get out of Tariq the truth that he killed Ghost, which means Tariq probably go to jail and well not probably go to jail he's going to jail they say he's an adult he's probably gonna get the needle davis says i don't give a shit not my client long as tasha gets off he gets the win which now we're saying to real davis like they said before he does not give a shit long as he gets the win he cares about his record we end on the episode davis and sack shaking hands telling you can't trust yo this is powerful real because you can't trust nobody in this motherfucker but uh that was a lot to get into uh it was a decent episode for sure um i'm kind of mad that it's coming back in december so we gotta wait a whole two months hate that shit but uh i'm excited the way 2020 been going it'll be december for you know it so uh hopefully i'm hoping it's not a 10 episode season i would like at least eight more at the most eight more i'm sorry at the most, eight, four, eight more, but at least five. Uh, I can't wait to see where this season goes. Uh, this is a really good episode. Power has been killing it this season. I've liked every episode so far. I hope they keep this up. I hope they finish the season on a solid note. I can't wait to see if uh, they touch on some of the points that I said I think may come back eventually. But uh, that's the end of the recap, man. Uh, my mouth is dry as hell. Uh, I've had a long day. I meant to get this out earlier. Sorry, it's going to come out hella late. Uh, but I had a lot of work to do as far as an actual job. So that's the recap. Power Book 2 Ghosts. Uh, 
No more power recaps until December. But y'all can still get with me. I still got the uh, NBA review, NBA recaps, NBA. This is mainly a basketball podcast. Uh, I'm going to have a football show coming soon, every Friday. Still news on that. I'm going to be doing something for the offseason for basketball. Look out for that. Uh, I'm still going to be doing the uh, Throwback Thursday movie reviews. Look out for that. All of that is coming very soon. I'm about to get on this grind. Y'all going to be getting a lot of content from your boy. Trust me. So if we're on Apple Podcasts, definitely subscribe and hit the five stars. Subscribe on everything, whatever platform you listen to. If it allows you to subscribe, please subscribe. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to holler at y'all. Oh, and hello, Caleb.